Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. It's Paul and I, and we're talking sports. September 27th, 2021. This is episode 11. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on Facebook, Paul and I Talking Sports, or check us out on Twitter, at P.I. Talk Sports. Pauly? How's it going, guys? Sure. How did we do this week? All right. So we're going to start with our weekly Brewers update. They had a rough start to the week. They went 0-4 against the Cardinals. But they w- they did uh, take all three from the Mets this weekend to finally clinch the division. So that's nice. Uh, they can not take the week off, but they can set up uh, their rotation for the postseason. Mm-hmm. Any nagging injuries, get that taken care of. And it looks like we will be playing either either the Braves or the Phillies, whoever wins the East Division. Unless we go 6-0, and we're not going to get to 100 wins, but... That was more more of a more of a pipe dream than anything, anyway. So it's just the number, yeah. You know, it's it's a cool number. It's a historic thing. Brewers have never done it before, but sure. We're in the, we're in the we won the division and we're in the playoffs and let's go from there. Uh, speaking of the Cardinals, they are on a sixteen game winning streak. Uh, they are looking very good. They don't quite have the second wild card clinched yet, but they are, I believe, one win away. So they're most likely going to be in the playoffs also. We got a couple division races going on yet. Uh, the Dodgers and Giants are having just a fantastic uh, race for the division. They're both over 100 wins at this point. One of them's going to get into the play or win the division. One's going to uh, play most likely the Cardinals in the wild card game. And then, like I said, we have the Braves and Phillies in the East. Uh, the AL is pretty much set except for the wild card. And there's five or so teams. Uh, within a couple games there, so that's pretty complicated. But that'll we got one week of regular season baseball left. It's definitely the end of the summer. So yep, and before you know it, it'll be the it'll be spring training. Yep. So that's that's our baseball notes. A uh, couple basketball notes. We have a happy trails to JJ Reddick who decided to hang up his cleats. Duke guy. I don't know if you want to take the lead on that or. Well, I mean, well, first he didn't play, he didn't use cleats, he's hanging up his sneakers. Sorry, yeah. But yeah, uh, he'd been playing for a long time, he had one of those types of careers that you can play for a while, Uh, he wasn't particularly explosive, so it wasn't too hard on his knees kind of thing, you know? Yeah, and then he kind of helped bring Duke back from the lull they experienced in the in the mid-2000s, I think it was, like post-Duhan uh, and Boozer and Battier, they, there was a bit of a lull where Greg Paulus was their big guy, and I think they were I remember those years. Year. I, th- I, th- I think I remember that year, yeah. 
And Reddick was one of the guys that came in afterwards and helped kind of put Duke in a better position going forward after that. He didn't win any championships, but he was he, he did his thing. You know, as far as his individual career is concerned, he did what he did very, very well. And, you know, he had a great he had a good career. I mean, not much else to say. He wasn't necessarily like a Hall of Famer. He wasn't an all-star, but he was always relevant. He was he was so good. He was good enough at what he did that good teams always wanted him because they needed a guy like that. You you always need a sharpshooter that doesn't need the ball in his hands, can post up and shoot. And so happy trails to J.J. Redick and... Most likely a happy trails to Ben Simmons from Philly. He came out last week and said he will never play a game for the Phillies again. And Philly fans don't want him there. It's it's just a messed up situation that Philly's going to have to figure out. Yeah, they need to figure something out. It, and I'm a traditionalist. I am kind of don't like it when players kind of kick up and say dumb stuff and hold out like especially like mid-contract when it's like hey man you sign the deal just work the deal once once the deal's over then go talk smack and go play for somebody else but i especially think it's a little heinous in this case with him say oh i don't want to play in philly anymore man given your situation you should be happy to play for anyone who will pay you Look at what happened to you. Are a you? I don't. I'm coming short of saying laughing stock because I don't think it's quite there yet. Because I think people at least still believe he's capable of more. He's definitely talented. Absolutely right. Uh, And and yeah, he's he's a big man who can dribble and shoot. Well, I almost said dribble and shoot. (laughs) You know what I mean? He can handle the ball. He can play the point. I always thought point forwards were dumb anyway. Why would you have a guy, why would you have one of your big guys taking the ball up? Like, um, I, I understand. Unless you're LeBron, I mean. Right, there yeah. are obvious exceptions. He, Yeah, he should be happy to play for anybody who's going to pay him. Obviously, Philly's not going to or doesn't want to pay him what they're paying him. And it's, it's kind of, he's just saying the quiet part out loud, like, Oh, I'm never gonna play in Philly again. Yeah, we already know you're not. Maybe not for the reasons you're saying you're not, but we already knew that. That's kind of where I'm at with Ben Simmons. Yeah, there, there, to, there, there's I think not, he needs to change his change his perspective a little bit. There, there's there's not a lot more you can say. It's it's just a very messed up situation, yeah. and Philly's gonna have to figure it out one way or the other. So. Uh, we'll, we're going to move on to a little golf. The Ryder Cup was at Whistling Straits this weekend. Just an hour up the road. Yes. Uh, be- beautiful, beautiful venue. I've never seen an, uh, an event played there before, but it looks like a just a gorgeous golf course. Yeah, it's we're, it's apparently really well maintained right on Lake Michigan there. You get the, the white waters and stuff. It's Yeah, it's a cool place. The whole lakeshore over there, honestly pretty neat looking place but so we had so the u.s has been kind of in a slump europe europe's kind of had the u.s's number europe has won seven of the last nine and four of the last five Ryder cups and the u.s went out and absolutely 
dominated from the word go. Yeah, they lit them up. They were up 6-2 after the first day, 11-5 after the second day, and the th- uh, third day is the 12 uh, singles matches. Rory McIlroy beats Xander Shoffley in the first match, but after that, the U.S. won the next eight. Yeah. Uh, for context, you need 14 and a half points to win. I, I'm not exactly sure on, on how the scoring system <laughs> works, but you need 14 and a half points. So they, they had 11 going into the final day, so they, they had to win four of the 12 uh, oh, good individual chances. matches, and they just went out and left no doubt that they were the better team this year. So uh, congratulations, USA Golf, bringing the Ryder Cup back to the other side of the shore and just an absolutely dominating performance from the team. Yeah, cool. I've watched a little bit of it uh, this weekend. It's I also listened to some of it on the radio. It turns out I don't much care for radio golf. It, it th- just th- doesn't th- have th- the same It would same be a little impact. weird, yeah. Like radio sports are fine. I'll listen to a, a basketball or football game on the radio. Ra- all day. Radio baseball is <laughs> astounding. I mean, we, we <laughs> grew up with Bob Euchre. But... Radio baseball is basically the same as TV baseball, in my opinion. But radio golf really just doesn't doesn't do it. Uh, there's you really miss out on the because part of the it's not just the 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 shots and the lies and the putts it's about the course too and about the aesthetic and you can see the difficulty as opposed to just having it described to you it's a totally different thing absolutely so yeah that was uh we're gonna move on to college football it was uh some uh relatively big upsets happened clemson Ranked number nine after their loss to Georgia game one. Uh, was downed by North Carolina State in overtime. North Carolina State's usually good for an upset a year. But Clemson is out of the top ten for the first time in six years. They do not look good on offense whatsoever. And... I don't want to say irrelevant, but they're basically irrelevant for the rest of the year in in the national uh, playoff conversation, I guess. Um, So Clemson not having a great start to the season. Uh, Just as a quick stop here. Didn't Clemson and Georgia have that like five to three game or some nonsense earlier nine, this nine year? To, nine to six. Nine I to think six. It was, was yeah. that was Clemson and Georgia, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I can't say I'm surprised that their offense is struggling after see after those performances. So, uh, team that is having a good uh, see, uh, start to the season, Arkansas, who took down Texas a couple weeks ago took down number seven, Texas A&M, and it was a 14-point win, so it wasn't relatively close. So Arkansas out to a great season. Uh, yeah, and for a middling SEC team, that's pretty good. You mm-hmm. know. Baylor takes down number 14, Iowa, their second loss of the season also after losing to – or Iowa State, sorry, after losing to Iowa earlier this year. Uh, that was a – relatively 
big upset. Baylor really not known for their football program. Well, they had a few hot years there. They had the RG three years, and I think they oh, maintained that's right. some RG3 of that. RG three did play for yep, them. I and forgot they maintained about that. some of that momentum for a while. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think they would have been relevant in the last like directly the last couple of years, but they they had a good run for a little bit. I forgot RG three yep. played for them. That's sure right. Did. Yep. I think he won a Heisman there. Yes, he did. Um, and then Oklahoma narrowly escapes uh, upset to West Virginia, 16-13. to Oklahoma kicked the game-winning field goal as time expired. That would have been the biggest, probably, upset of the year. West Virginia is a good team, but Oklahoma's got uh, national championship uh, aspirations this year, and that would have definitely put a dent in those, so... Now, this isn't the first sketchy win they've had either no. this year, so that's a a little intrigue to watch in in the usually placid college football landscape. There's something to look at with Spencer Rattler having NFL hopes and everything to see if see how he plays. And then the last game that we're going to talk about is the Badgers Notre Dame showdown at Soldier Field. Uh, it was 10 to 3 Notre Dame led at half so defensive struggle kind of not really unexpected at all. Uh Wisconsin actually had a 13 to 10 lead at the end of the third quarter so it was looking good for them. And then Notre Dame takes the kickoff uh return for a touchdown uh right at the end of, uh beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh they score again. Uh, after a three and out from the Badgers, and then Graham Mertz has two pick sixes on consecutive drives. So it was a 41 to 13 win for Notre Dame. Not necessarily indicative of the way most of the game went, but it definitely got a, got out of hand when it went uh, started going downhill. So yeah, you can't make mistakes like like some mistakes cost you more than others and you know you just went down two scores you get the ball back you're like all right we got a score and then you throw a pick six and that's so costly it he probably made a, a like five worse throws than that one that whole game but that one cost him they they made him pay for it twice yeah <laughs> that's rough and for it to happen so quickly, you know, end of the third, you know, partway through the fourth quarters, they were only down two scores, and all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, and it happens. And so we had uh, Brian Kelly, because of that win, pass Newt Rockridge. Uh, Newt Rockney. Newt Rockney, thank you, for uh, the most wins ever at Notre Dame at 106. Congratulations, Brian Kelly. He's definitely taken that program, and they are about as consistent as a college program as you can be. Yeah, it was funny uh, when they I I'd forgotten that they didn't fire Brian Kelly because they had gone through so many coaches. Like they were this guy for three years. Nope, fire him. This guy for three years. Nope, fire him. And they hired Brian Kelly, and I'm like, oh. And then I just assumed he got fired three years later. And oh no, he's been coaching there for ten years. Oh, good for him. You know, so that's And I, I remember right around that third, fourth year where uh 
fans were clamoring for him to get fired. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They wanted him gone. I think we even talked about that on a prior episode. I we think mentioned we did, it, yeah. how, how, how bad they wanted him out of town. Barely. He's just starting to get his program set up, and they want him fired. Like, come on. So, yeah, paying dividends, and it looks like he's going to be their coach for a long time. It, he's, he'll have 200 wins. It looks like he's going to be there for as long as he wants to be there at this point. Yeah. So. Congratulations, Brian Kelly. Uh, that's our college football recap. Now we are going to do... Yes, we could do the Paul and I talking sports NFL week in review, week three. All right, let's do it. So, my beloved Packers went out to California and got a very big and, to me, very unexpected win. I, I didn't think I didn't think we were we were gonna win the game. I, really? I, uh, like caught like going in. You didn't think I I didn't I I did not not with uh, wow not with uh, Jenkins out and uh, it, it was it was it's surprising to me. I guess because of the last couple times we've gone out there, we've gotten our doors blown off. I didn't expect us to get our doors blown off, but I didn't. I didn't think we were going to come out with, well, with the win. I personally did not. So, yeah, I could see where you're coming from, I guess. But it was really the run game that really eviscerated the Packers the last couple times. And A, I think their run defense is better. And B, I think the the, the Trey Sermon's like their third running back this year. Yeah. They've lost one, at least two running backs to injured reserve this year already. So they weren't going to have the same... Raheem Mostert in particular was not going to be a factor. To I thought the Packers would win. I figured it'd be a good game. It was funny. I they were up fourteen nothing early. Oh look at this! And then the the Niners really played the end of the first half and the beginning of the third and the beginning of the second half very well. They, yes, they went down there. They scored their field goal. They got within a score or got yeah they. Evened it up, or not evened it up. They got it a little closer, got the ball back, scored again, got to within three, you know, and did put themselves in a position. There's, I heard a lot of people saying, oh, the fullback should have fallen on the one and not scored a touchdown, which is a bunch of hooey. Yeah. You don't not score. Yeah. You just don't not score. You trust that your defense is going to do its job and yeah. not leave. Devonte Adams wide open with nobody underneath. They're not going to just blow coverage with the the MVP who's done this like a hundred times. You, how do you not have your guys prepared for this, knowing that Aaron Rodgers is on the other side? Yeah, it's for for as well coached as the first forty seven minutes of that game was, or. Uh, no, they don't play 48-minute games in football. That's basketball. 59 minutes. For the first 59 minutes, that game was really well coached by the Niners. And then they just blew it. There was one play where they left a bunch of, like, 12 seconds or something on the clock, I think it was, or 15 seconds. So they could have had that down to 20 seconds, 20, 25 seconds to give Aaron Rodgers. That's still enough time for him, I think. But... He needed all 37 of those yes. seconds last night, so maybe it wouldn't have been. It was a really good, really good end. It looked like Jimmy G was going to get his business, and then 
Nope. Sorry, yeah. man. Sorry. Well, to bring to bring back your point, um, you have first and goal. Say you do fall down at the one. For you have first and goal at the one. What says uh, there's a quarterback running back uh, exchange that doesn't go well? Yep. What's false a, start. Oh, false now it's start. first yep. and goal on the six. Sorry. Yeah. You, no, I I agree. You you score when you have to, and you just have to be better prepared on defense. Like I I literally want someone to actually seriously tell me that they think that he should have not scored there, and I will. I just want somebody. I've never actually met or spoken to somebody who outwardly expressed that, because I think that mentality is just so backwards. It is just you're getting cute. That's not clever. It's cute, and yep. you don't do it. You just score, and you let your defense do its job. Yep, exactly. Packers uh, two and one now. Of course, we looked uh, terrible in that first Saints game, but uh, got a couple of big wins, and we have the Steelers next. And uh, speaking of the Steelers, they uh, they fell to the Bengals. They did not look good at all. They haven't looked good all year. No, they have not. I've got nothing more to say to it. You can listen to the last three episodes of this show, and you'll find <laughs> out how I feel about the Steelers. All right, let's leave it at that. The Ravens uh, escaped the Lions 19-17. to Justin Tucker with a... 66-yard field goal that blinked off the crossbar and threw the longest field goal in NFL history. Uh, just an amazing kicker. And But what one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, were, were the Lions hosed on that? Yes. I don't think it's even a question. They clearly were. It's so obvious. That being said, you still got to play the hand you're dealt, right? So, yes, they absolutely got hosed, and they should have absolutely, they absolutely had a win stolen from them by the refs. But they still blew their def- they still blew their coverage on fourth and nineteen or whatever it was. Well, I, I guess I can't blame them for not what blocking the field goal. Yeah. You can't really hold that against them. But they still had a chance to end to make sure that they won that game, and they couldn't do it. Lamar Jackson made a great play. And honestly, somebody, I forget who it was, made a really good point. Hollywood Brown dropped like three touchdowns that game. Oh, my God, yes, he did. (laughs) The Ravens were clearly the better team. They shouldn't have even been in that position to begin with if they were going to play like they were supposed to. But they didn't. The Lions had their shot, and the refs took it away from them. That sucks. For a team like the Lions, who we've talked about a lot because they're an interesting team, with the Dan Campbell factor, the guy's kind of nuts. The Jared Goff is playing re- weirdly well, and maybe Jared Goff wasn't actually the pro- a problem in L.A. It's just Matt Stafford was better, that whole angle. like There's a lot of intrigue with the Lions, and if Dan Campbell is a good coach, that team is young and not super talented. They need wins like that. Mm-hmm. And for that to be taken from them by the refs on a such a bad call like refs are going to miss calls and sometimes they're going to cost games that'll happen this was not that this was egregious yes and for that i just hope that the lions players 
can see through that and know like, hey, we did everything we were supposed to do. We really did win that game. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't often feel sorry for the Lions, but <laughs> I definitely do in that case because they, like you said, they definitely had a win stolen from them that they they uh, they uh, fought very hard for against a really good Ravens team. Mm-hmm. But again, congratulations, to Justin Tucker. Yeah, I mean, that's that is... a beast field goal, <sighs> and he even got the lucky bounce. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. yeah. He's the if they, if there was a kicker in the league right now who was gonna do it, it was gonna be him. He's the only clear Hall of Fame kicker we've seen. Maybe not in our lifetimes, but maybe in twenty years. There were the Grammatica brothers. Yeah, the Grammaticas, Morton Anderson, those guys yeah. are long gone. You know, you yeah. don't see that anymore. Like, so yeah, good for Justin Tucker, and who knows when we'll see another kicker that's that that impacts the game so much. You don't yeah. usually see that. I, I read a stat that he has made his last now 50 field goals in the fourth quarter or overtime. Yeah, that's clutch. Yeah. That's money. Yeah. All right. Uh, talked about the Bengals and Steelers already. A uh, couple other of the big games, the uh, Chargers looked awesome going into overtime and felling uh, – Mahomes and the Chiefs, potentially a start of a rivalry between Herbert and Mahomes that could go on for 10 years. Yeah, that'd be cool. We haven't seen, let's see, yeah, try to think of the last, like, true division rivalry between gunslingers. We haven't had one up here. No. I even think, I guess, Rodgers and Stafford, but Stafford's teams were so bad that it... You, they really, just always yeah. fell apart by the end of the game, and they couldn't get a win. So, yeah, that's cool. The young quarterbacks duking it out. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do it. Chiefs are up. We're due for a bad year. Honestly, they lost the Super Bowl. Look at it. it happens every year. Mm-hmm. You want to say they're cursed? I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's just uh, it's growing pains. And sometimes, like, look at the Rams. When they lost, they went down for a year or two. The Falcons lost that Super Bowl oh, and have never Falcons been heard from again. The same sense, no. I don't think they. I still have yet to hear if they've ever played a game since. They certainly haven't looked like they're there to play football. <laughs> Although they did win yesterday, they did win Sunday. I think they beat the Giants. Yes. Yeah. There's. I don't think there's a lot you can say about no, the, that result. Barely worth mentioning, to be honest. But yeah, the Chiefs. They're probably going to have some struggles this year as other teams come up. They'll still make the playoffs. They're that they're good enough where they'll still be impactful and might even make the Super Bowl. But I don't think after seeing the way that the they played in the AFC Championship game last year and then the Super Bowl uh, after that, teams aren't as fr- afraid of the Chiefs anymore. So I, and I think that's going to be great. Because I think the Chiefs are still going to be good. It's not going to be oh, like the yeah. Falcons where they're just going to fall off. No. So that that's good for NFL, good for parity, good for intrigue. Well, and you look at the three teams they've started with, the Browns, Ravens, and Chargers, all potentially playoff teams this year. Yeah. It's not like they've had the easiest road no. to start off. So, um, And then 
the last game was uh, the Rams looked really good in taking down the Bucks. Uh, sure did. Stafford is Stafford and uh, McVay look just incredible together. I, I think it's legit. I think they're legit. And I'm not <laughs> an observation from watching that game at halftime. Uh, I think what happened, the Buccaneers missed a field goal at the end of the first half, I think it was. And Sean McVay was just jacked up, screaming, flexing out on the on the field, like, and then like runs with his dudes back into the tunnel, into the locker room. And I'm like, man, that's actually pretty cool. Like, I'm not super into the like real jockey kind of meatheady tryhard stuff, but to see, I. Th- I felt that that was more passionate than anything. He was just loaded up because that was a really good foot a series of football plays that happened that the Rams did. They got this, they kept them out of field goal range. They missed field goal. It was, it was great. And he's just loaded up because he, what they stopped him from scoring three points at the end of the half. Super simple thing, and he's just loving well, it. Well, I mean, at that point of the game, that would those three points were a big right. deal. Yes, they were, but it's halfway through the game. Yeah, and it's just a field goal, man. And you know, it's not like you blocked it or had some like crazy special team scheme that ended. No, it was just your team played really solid football for a minute there, and made a made the play they were supposed to make, and he's just losing his mind. It was great. I, I really liked that. It was cool to see. All right. So, uh, yeah, a good good weekend of football, mm-hmm. both in college and uh, the pros. Uh, another thing about that Rams-Bucks game that I did just to as, as a real quick, it's not like the Buccaneers looked particularly bad that no. game. No. The Rams just straight out played them, and that was, that was it. And I think... McVeigh just his his coaching was a little a little more effective than Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians isn't necessarily a creative genius. It, so I think McVeigh's particular slant on the game was apparent. Yes, it was, it was apparent and you know on display. And I, I agree with you. I, I do not think this is smoke and mirrors. I think the Rams could potentially make the Super Bowl this year. And that's, yeah. So we're three weeks into the NFL season, and it's been a fun ride so far. We have uh, Cowboys Eagles tonight. Yeah, that even for, it's not like super high-end matchup, but it should be some good football. I, I'm, I'm expecting a good a good game, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> the Brewers uh, wrap up their regular season on the road. They have three against the Cardinals and three against the Dodgers. Who knows if St. Louis is ever going to lose again, so good luck, Brewers. Uh, not that we were talking about before, not that they necessarily need to have those wins, but it would be nice to look good going into the playoffs as it always is. Yeah. They just need to set up. They yeah. just need to don't even worry about the wins losses. Bring those dudes up, bring some dudes up from the farm system to get them some reps, do that whole thing. Just make sure your starters are where they need to be and everybody's healthy. Exactly. And exactly. hope you don't meet the Cardinals in the NLCS. <sighs> because you know that's, man, 
You know it. <laughs> you know that that's going to happen, right? Oh, I know. You know that the know. Cardinals aren't going to lose again until they get to the NLCS against oh, the Brewers. God, I, I despise <laughs> And they're going to stop the Brewers from getting the World Series once again. It's it happens every time. It happened in eighty. Oh God! <laughs> can we not talk about this, please? We cannot can talk about it till next week. Oh, all right. <laughs> so NFL coming up. Uh, mentioned before, Packers have the Steelers coming into Lambeau. Uh, the Raiders Chargers should be a really fun uh, game. Yeah, now it looks a lot more intriguing now than it did at the beginning of the season. Absolutely. Um, And then Brady going back to Foxborough and playing against Belichick. Does he need to play in that game? Brady? Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, for, for posterity and image and all that, but for a win, does Brady even need to play in that game? Who's their backup? Pick somebody. Uh, <laughs> so I you're just, saying the Patriots have not looked good. I so just far. don't think the Patriots have a snowball's chance in hell. I I don't game. either. I I think it's it's the sun it's the Sunday night game this week for reason. Everyone's going to be watching it. And Brady's going to break the yardage record during the, probably around halftime. Prob- first half prob- probably. Brit, Brit, you know Brady's. Fired up for that game, and yeah. I'm sure Belichick is too. But well, <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine Bill Belichick fired up about anything. <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah, it's gonna be some good football. Um, college uh, Wisconsin has Michigan coming in. I believe the Badgers are a one-point favorite right now from what I saw, but that's going to be a really interesting game. Yeah, well, speaking of the Badgers being favor, uh, favored, did you know that the Badgers were favored in that Notre Dame six game by and a six half. and a half? Yes. I, almost, I almost put money on that because I didn't think I thought the Notre Dame was going to win the game anyway, and I didn't think... I didn't know why anybody would not think that. It what did the a what did the Badgers show in the first three games? Nothing. Two, two, two games. Two games that yeah. showed they were going to be better than Notre Dame. And what Nothing. did Notre Dame show that that would show that they were going to play poorly? Nothing. I had no idea. I, I have no idea I how they just, set that line. I should have just stomped on the brakes and drove straight to the nearest betting <laughs> place wherever I can bet money. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I oh just, no, no. I, just... I, I had no idea how they how Vegas set that line either. So maybe so. I guess if they're favored in this one, I guess we know how to bet that one. <laughs> um Georgia, Arkansas is uh, another very intriguing game. Arkansas coming off the upset of AM, Georgia being who Georgia is. Uh first or second ba- best team in the country, however you want to rate. Bama and Georgia probably won't know until they play in the SEC championship game for real anyway. So, And then Cincy, Notre Dame, um, very fun uh, game. Uh, Cincinnati's definitely look, are looking to prove that they can swing with the big boys. And so that, that should be a lot of fun. They don't even have to win that game. They just got to compete. You know, if they... 
come out flat and they don't perform well, yeah, it's going to set them back. And, oh, you're just another American conference team, yo. But if they can come out, they don't even necessarily have to win, but if they can have a strong showing and, and uh, just a, yeah, just show up and yeah. play well, yeah, that would do loads to help them gain legitimacy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then uh, last game I have written down is Old Miss and Bama, uh, A, because it's uh, they're both ranked, and B, uh, Lane Kiffin gets his shot at Nick Saban. <laughs> it's a long shot. It is a, a long shot. shot, yeah. <laughs> but it should be uh, a very fun game, so... That's all. That's all I have for uh, the weekend or the weekend weekend coming up. Um, any final thoughts of, on anything? No, not in particular. Uh, it was a a good weekend of football. It really was. And I we had met earlier in the week, and we were worried that the local broadcast we were going to get stuck watching. Yes, I, re- I remember. Vikings I remember talking say, about that because yeah. it was Rams Bucks, and then it has to be national. But then. Since we are where we are, we usually get stuck with the NFC Central games, and they had Seahawks Vikings as the th- other three thirty game. I thought we were going to get hosed like the Lions, but no, no, we get to we got to bask in the in the holy white glow of Matt Stafford's countenance. And <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm a Matt Stafford fan now. I cool. I, I am too. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> Well, now that he's not in the lines, I bet it's easier. Yeah, it, it is. A, it is a little bit easier. Yeah. All um, right. Yeah. And, so that's that's all I have uh, for the week, and uh, have uh, have a good week, guys. And we'll see you next week. Yep. Next week we'll have our Brewers rundown. We'll get some uh, info. We'll yep. have some. So we'll have some good baseball talk for you. We'll take a little extra time out for some Brewers and playoff baseball. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you. Have a good night, guys. Good night.